Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia. I got to know, guys, are people panicking right now with the Bills? You can tell there's a big reset today when they get back on the field. Mike Danger. Denver and Sean Payton coming off of a bye. It doesn't feel like the Bills are deserving of being a touchdown or greater favorite against anyone, given how they've played so far this season. Gene Battaglia. Maybe this is actually a good thing for the Buffaloes. They have an extra day here. We'll learn more about the Broncos as the week goes along here, but um, this is not an easy one for Buffalo. I'm really excited that we will have the chance to preview Panthers Bears. Actually, let me just do it right now. Who cares? Oh, who cares? Oh, that was a good preview. We are junkies. Panthers Bears, but watch anyways. Don't do that. Dante DiVincenzo. Tommy DeVito. Vito Bears. <laughs> 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Hey, good afternoon to you and welcome on into the sports bar. Stanger in Bataglia. Glad you're with us at 95.7 FM, AM 950, the free to download Odyssey app. And you can watch our video stream at the Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow along, and help build our little online community. I am Mike Danger over there. That's Gene Bataglia. I hate meetings. Not a fan of them. Like, like most meetings are useless. Wastes they, of time. They are. They are meetings that could be emails in our world, a meeting that you like, okay, why are we having a meeting when this could have been an email? Ooh, ooh, the meetings where multiple departments are represented and your department doesn't get mentioned, but you're still required to go to the meeting. Yeah. Nothing worse. Or the manager who has to make their value feel known and they have to speak up and bloviate on whatever it is just to make <laughs> myself look like the smartest one in the room. Right. We used to have these ratings meetings with managers who aren't here anymore and they would just bloviate and be the smartest man in the room. I called it always the biggest whatever in the room. Like that, th- Those are a waste of time. Stop. Just give me the data and most of us can kind of move on. What do we make of this news out of Buffalo today? What is the news out of Buffalo today, Gene? Well, the news out of Buffalo, Mike Danger, I'm glad you asked, although I prompted you. Um, the Bills offense had a players-only meeting today, led by Latavius Murray. And that's about all we know right now, okay. which you can kind of deduce here. Is it something where we have to hold one another accountable and we have to raise the level of our game? Because I think that's what fans think it is. Or is it something else entirely? Well, if it's a players-only meeting, 
they're talking about their coaches, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that's why you would have a players only meeting to discuss what's going right or what's going wrong with the people that aren't in the meeting. A lot of times you'll have a meeting to discuss the people who aren't in the meeting and how you can better work with the people who aren't in the meeting. In this case, maybe your coaches. And if it's called by Latavius Murray, he's been in this league a long time. He's been in this league longer than anybody. I think on that offense, he's the oldest running back in the league. He's seen a lot of things and I would think that he's what he's seeing right now. Look, something's off here. Let's put a stop to this till it all gets wrong. So what is that? He's is calling it though? To? Is it off? Th- that's the question. I, I, I'm struggling this week and I know our eyes see one thing and the result is they're not winning these games, right? But I contend that the bills offense is not the problem with the Bills. You could look at the offense and say they look out of sync or the play calling. There's a lot of subjective things that you could look at and we could debate and and I'll listen to that. But the production of the Bills offense in an NFL where production is declining, I don't think the Bills offense is to blame for these most recent losses. I don't know. 20 points, 14 points, 25, 24, and 18. Does that excite you? Does that say winning football to you? That sounds mediocre to me. Danger. Like, you, you, you can roll out any stat you want. I will. It, you know, EPA and all this other mumbo jumbo. Points. I will. Points. Okay, so let me, let me roll out some of that stuff. I was going to save this for later, but since you brought all it All right, up. all right. We'll just get right to the good stuff. <laughs> By the way, okay, hold on. I'll 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 share some thoughts here on on the offense and specifically on Ken Dorsey's offense in a second. Let, first, let's set the table. Let's let you know who's stopping by the sports bar this afternoon. Here's what's on tap in the sports bar. It's brought to you by our friends from Three Heads Brewing. By the way, a week from tomorrow, a week from Friday, we will be at Three Heads for another Friday football talk live Jets week. And here's what's on tap at Three Heads Brewing now: cranberry grape sour ale. Tart cranberries and New York State grapes coming together to make a delicious treat. Get yours at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue today. Someone who is there in Orchard Park around this team who might have some insight as to what this players only offensive players only meeting was about today. Elena Getzenberg of ESPN joins us at 425. Yeah, there's some uh, injury updates we got to go over too. with the official injury report for the Buffalo Bills will be coming out. For example, uh, Terrell Bernard is going through the concussion protocol. It was out there limited today and reg non-contact Jersey today was Christian Benford. So we'll kind of get the degrees here and again, it's, it, it is Thursday, but it's still earlier in the week than most teams because, well, the Bills play on Monday night. So we'll talk to Elena Getzenberg, and we'll get her opinion on everything happening today in Buffalo. Andy Behrens from Yahoo Fantasy stops by later this hour. Give us about 20 minutes or so, and we'll help your, your fantasy football lineup here for week 10. We'll set a perfect lineup. We do have a game tonight, but watch anyways. Uh, between the, the Panthers and the Bears, Andy Behrens uh, from Yahoo Fantasy stops by 325. Yeah, and uh, that, uh, gosh... When Tommy DeVito starts this week, Danger, that will set an NFL record. Ten rookies to start in a season. Yep. And there is just a lot of bad quarterback play out there. But from a fantasy perspective, what do you do? Like, are you rolling the dice in Minnesota at all with Dobbs after what he did? Are you 
are you trusting Kyler Murray sight unseen just after how many months off just to go right back in and pick up? I'm glad we have Andy coming on because if you're in need of a quarterback this week, this seems like a sketchy week here, but he'll help us out. Pull up a stool in the sports bar by joining us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman Line. That number is 8664-FAN-585-8664. 4326. I said it during the off season and I'll repeat what I said. And I know it may upset you, Gene. It may upset some Bills fans. I am of the belief that Ken Dorsey is good at his job. Now, you could say he's not good at his job. Look at the results. I'm saying if Sean McDermott is telling Ken Dorsey to play complimentary football and to slow down the tempo and to try different things in the course of the Cincinnati Bengals game, then Ken Dorsey is still good at his job. He's doing what his boss is asking him to do. So I'm not going to blame Ken Dorsey. I think Ken Dorsey is good at his job. And I'll take it a step further. I'll think that I think that this Bills offense and, and their stats to back this up through 25 games under Dorsey relative to Brian Dayball's first 25 games, it's improved. It's more productive than Brian Dayball's first 25 games. And there are going to be a lot of challenges for this Bills offense when you look at some of the defenses that they're going to face the rest of the way. This conversation isn't going to die. It's not going to go away. But based on some of what we've seen this week, analytics stats. It's the defense that's the issue. And I'm not even going to pin Sean McDermott on the defense. He's dealing with a a, a a mash unit back there. He doesn't have an ideal lineup for his defense, but the defense in the Bills' last three losses, in the Bills' last three losses, the Bills rank among the best offensive and among the worst defensively in combined production for the Jacksonville, New England, and Cincinnati games in with the EPA metric, the the um, <laughs> expected I, I, points yeah, added thank per you. play. In, in those weeks, when you look at EPA, the offense ranks fifth, the defense ranks 27th. So, again, I know that our eyes are telling us something. I know they're not getting the points that we want them to get that if you All score right, I, the, the the I have to kind of push back on one thing though the, the Dayball comparison that's incredibly flawed. Brian Dayball had rookie Josh Allen. Rookie Josh Allen. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting shut out by the Packers. What am I looking at here? And he helped develop. Him. But who was his quarterbacks coach? Well, it was Dorsey at right. that time. So Dorsey's good at his Actually, job. Was he? When did Dorsey come in? Forgive me, I can't remember, but. I'm going to concede that, but you can't say that Dayball, well, you know, he's just he, I, I'm par with Dayball. No, that's that's a completely different comparison. Like this offense was established when Ken Dorsey came along. I'm not upset at Dorsey. I'm upset at McDermott and the whole complimentary football. I know football guy will push back on that, but I would have to think that might be part of this danger. And yes, you can have all these advanced. The beer, the Bills are a weird team in the fact they can move the ball. They can get things done on offense, but I look up at the scoreboard and that's what matters. And you should not be falling behind the way you are uh, to the New England Patriots. And if you turn the ball over like you do there on the first play, that's going to haunt you in that regard. You have a nice first drive against Cincinnati thinking, yeah, it's going to be one of those games. Then what happens the next two and a half quarters in that game? Because you needed to kind of power down. That's where I go back to 
McDermott on this. I don't have a problem with Ken Dorsey because I think you and I are in alignment on that. Ken Dorsey's doing what he's told. Doing what he's told. So it, it, the players meeting today, the players only meeting. Yeah, again, which was, brings us back to that. Like, yeah, what do you think that's about? Right. So, and I can't wait to talk to Elaine and get her opinion on it. Again, it's only for the offense. And it's it's only one of two things. It's either Latavius Murray saying, guy, he's seen things in this offense where guys aren't being accountable. You can't call a players only meeting and just be like, well, you know, okay, what does everybody think? And everybody shrugs their shoulders? No. I would think that Murray is saying things out loud. And Murray doesn't have the cachet as others in this locker room, uh, albeit maybe Allen or maybe Diggs. But maybe Murray is prompting (laughs) – I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe, speculating again, he's prompting Allen to do what I was suggesting to Allen. Hey, dude, this offense works better when we are in tempo this is your offense. You need to go tell the head coach this. You need to tell the coordinator this. Josh Allen is more powerful than Ken Dorsey. Josh Allen is more powerful than Sean McDermott. It's time for a power player. Again, I don't know that to be the case. I would love it if that's what was really was being talked about. Like, look, the offense works better when we're picking it up. It doesn't when we're running this style that really we're not really kind of built for. You know, I hope it isn't, though. Like, Latavius Murray is a guy that's been around. He's been with a lot of different teams. He's been in a lot of different situations. Don't you? You just kind of look sideways at the guy that wants to compare the current situation to the situation he was in before. You know, when I was in New Orleans, we had this. Like, as soon as you hear when I was or when I did or what, like, you're kind of like, okay. Yeah, we get it. You were in New Orleans, you drew breeze, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. That's not the same situation. You can't always compare those apples to apples, right? Like this situation might be complicated in that you have a head coach telling an offensive coordinator, you might have some dysfunction between what the coordinator is telling the, the quarterback and what the quarterback is executing or what the quarterback wants to execute versus what the coordinator is calling, all because the head coach wants you to do something different or experimental during the course of a game. Or if you just take it, because I think most fans would think, yeah, this is just players holding one another accountable. All right, if that's the case then i would think that it would be latavius murray and again just speculating like hey th- there's things that we we, we yeah. so if it's latavius murray we need to get the run game going right yeah. we need to get the runner running backs more involved we're not getting anything because you're not getting any push up front maybe it's it's a, a, a come to jesus for the the offensive line from a veteran guy we need you we need you guys we know what this looks like when you guys are are effective, but they haven't been, and there's nothing there for for James Cook, and there's been nothing there for Latavius Murray, and they haven't been able to get it. Maybe that's part of this week's plan against the Broncos. No, we are going to run the football, and this is your time, and we need Latavius Murray and Legarrette Blunt to be active, and we need James Cook to Legarrette Blunt. Wow, that'd be a story if Legarrette Blunt is active. Against the Broncos? LeGarrette Blunt is I'm not going to be active. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm sorry, Blunt. Uh, Leonard Fournette. 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 LeGarrette Blunt, same well, guy. No, but, right. Like, that's same a, guy. Right. Um, anyways, if, if, you have, if you have Fournette active and you're going to put an emphasis on the run game, maybe that's the genesis of a player's only meeting called by one of the running backs. See, uh, you, you're like, oh my gosh, if that is exact, if, if they get... LeGarrette Blunt production out of Leonard Fournette. LeGarrette Blunt is not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but you know what? He showed up and he was on winning teams and he got first downs when it mattered most. Tom Brady loved, yeah, loved Leonard Fournette. 
in Tampa Bay. Loved him. Protected him. Did everything he asked him to do. Now, I don't know that that's the same Leonard Fournette you're going to get in Buffalo. <laughs> Maybe the weather and the climate in Tampa had something to do with his ease of use. But, hey, look, if if you're able to get more out of your run game, I think we would all welcome that. Yeah, well, there are a couple games that are in nice climates. The one in L.A. and, and also the one in Week 18. We certainly know Sean McDermott would love to run the football more offensively because that would that would lend very nicely to his, his goal of complementary football and long sustained drives and basically masking the deficiencies of his banged up and uh, rough shot defense. It's 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 um, it's something that could be the backbone to a players only meeting or it could be more dysfunctional than that. Don't know. Don't know. I'm always alarmed it's, when I hear players only. I'm meeting. alarmed too. Cause where Sean McDermott today was asked and he's like, Hey, we're confident. He's, you know, he's being the rock of Gibraltar here. Confident, confident in our team, confident in our coaches, confident in our players, confident in our staff. Doesn't mean we don't have work to do. Doesn't mean we don't have um, a gap to close and there's different things that make up that gap. Um, and so we've got to continue to drill down on those areas and, play better uh, as an overall team complimentary wise and um, reset some things that we need to reset. You go back and reteach certain things or reestablish certain things this time of year when you're going through things, even when you're not going through things, it's, it's the right thing to do. And, and so, um, but my confidence remains, remains high in, in our, in our group. Sounds a little tired there. It's McDermott always. Uh, our number, uh, 8664-FAN, 866-4326. Luke in Rochester. What's going on, Luke? Hey, guys. That Garrett Blunt uh, Freudian slip was highly interesting. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, you know, one of you talked about it the other day. It's really a problem with McDermott. You know, it, it, he is, it's over his head. He meddled with the offense before the Tampa game. Dorsey said as much that he had, but um, he's talking about complimentary football, which is idiotic in today's game because it's all about passing. Reestablishing the run, like you guys just mentioned, is just kind of a fallacy in today's game. You, you kill teams by passing the ball. You have one of the best quarterbacks. I know you guys sometimes don't think Allen is really one of the best, but he is. You, you got to utilize the passing game through that complimentary junk. It doesn't really work in today's game. Anyone that uh, <clears throat> basically still utters that crap is not cogent what, what today's game is. It's all about passing. Well, there's a couple things there, Luke. One, I think Allen, from, uh, from a talent standpoint, is one of the best, but you can't deny that Allen in the NFL since joining the NFL has turned the ball over than any other quarterback. That's, that's Josh Allen. And we kind of knew that that's what he was going to be a little bit of that wild card, right? Yeah. The other element that's missing from this bill's offense this year is the explosive play. The play that we saw with relative ease a lot of times last year, uh, and, and certainly the year before the long ball, the, 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 you know, they're just not connecting on some of those deeper shots that we've seen Josh Allen connect on to Gabe Davis, to, to Steph Diggs. There's a handful of plays 
that happened in the Jacksonville game and, and you're talking about a different game, right? Like we we saw it in the Bengals game in the in the postseason last year. Man, he overthrows Diggs by a half a step. And if Diggs is there and if if that ball is is accurate and complete, Diggs scores a touchdown, who knows what that game looks like, right? It's it's that thin of a margin for error and those big chunk plays, those explosive plays haven't been there for the Bills offense so far this year. Yeah, and I, I go back to week one. And you just, uh, it, let's hop inside the mind of Sean McDermott. He's, he's probably furious. You lost to Zach Wilson on Monday Night Football. And when we do the blame assessment, and it was a Tuesday, blame assessment Tuesday, it was all on Allen that day. You, you turned the ball over stupidly. Really dumb turnovers. And that's probably where this was kind of born. The next two opponents, eh, whatever. Raiders, Commanders, you rolled them. You you outscore the Dolphins. And I figured, okay, the Dolphin game should be the template. That's a good offense, but you know what? We've got a better one. Why wasn't that kind of philosophy in the Bengal game? You, you knew that you were going to need points against the Dolphins. You didn't have that complimentary I almost swore <laughs> right during that game. Well, I think it goes back to the Josh Allen turning the ball over. And and also when you got to the Jacksonville game in London, oh, my gosh, the injuries. Well, the injuries started in the Miami game when you lost Trey White, Trey White yeah. right? I mean, like that that defense hasn't looked the same without White, without Milano, without Daquan Jones. The defense, and you can't, this is a hard thing to pin on Sean McDermott because, you know, we know he knows defense. But he doesn't have the depth pieces that we were sold that they do. These guys haven't stepped up. And there's just a drop-off in talent. And that's the reality of the situation. There always is. That's why depth charts exist. You're not going to put the third guy on the depth chart out there because he's got a lot of heart. You have to have talent. You're smart, yes. Your smart players will get on the field, but you also have to be, you have to have athletic ability. You have to be more talented than the guy behind you. Um. But but Luke, nobody is saying that Josh Allen isn't one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think we all agree. Like, no, his talent level is there. And I also think that there's a part of this uh, that we discuss from time to time that, that you're trying to clip his wings in that you don't want him to run the ball. And you're trying to prevent him from taking unnecessary hits and, and more more risk when you when you design runs for Josh Allen. It's such an important element of his game. It needs to be a part of his game. Even if it's, you know, encouraging him to, if it's not there, tuck it and run. You might have a spy out there. Get down and, you know, preserve yourself. Live to tell a, a tale another day. But this... This notion that that Josh Allen needs to be a, a pocket passer and needs to stay in the pocket. Come on, that's that's not. I, I I get the strategy behind it. We want somebody that's going to be here for the next ten years, but you're not you're you're not utilizing him to his full capability. No, I I, I don't see them like putting the restrictor plate in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, for instance. Or there is no tomorrow. It's yeah. the NFL. There is no tomorrow, man. Go out there and play. Just go out there and play. And you saw some of it early in the Tampa game. And you certainly saw it in the first drive against Cincinnati, even though Josh wasn't really a part of that that drive running the football. Like You need some of that. It needs to be a part of the offense as well, as well as, you know, an increased role from James Cook and Latavius Murray and maybe LeGarrette Blunt. Sorry, <laughs> did I say it again? I did, did that, that one. On no, purpose. that was like, that was like the uh, that was a funny uh, Leonard Fournette. Well, no, but it, it it 
It's funny how like you equate Leonard Fournette to LeGarrette Blunt. He was brought in for a reason. That's exactly. Yeah. As soon as I saw that signing, that's what I thought of was the guy that you bring in as a hired gun late in the season to play a very specific role. And LeGarrette Blunt can play that very specific role. I'm I'm curious to see if he's active, and I'm curious to see what he looks like playing for the Bills. Um, he might be a difference maker. <laughs> Who knew? Well, Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy coming up. Uh, we'll try to optimize your lineup here coming up. We'll talk about some of these trends. I mean, okay, you've had Kyler Murray stashed on your bench, but are you really trusting him at this point? Or can you just go, uh, you know, just wait until he shows you something? That question to many more. All right, Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy, our guest next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Offensive players of the Buffalo Bills held a players-only meeting today. The meeting led by running back Latavius Murray. The Bills coming off a loss. Head coach Sean McDermott says... That's the league. The cycle of a, of, of a season, right? You're going to have some days and, and weeks and sometimes stretches of a month where you're feeling pretty good. You're not, you're not too banged up and you're, and you're flowing. And then you're going to have some where you feel like you can't, get, um, can't avoid it because one nick leads to another, leads to another bump or bruise and then just, you know, you kind of can't avoid it. Christian Benford was in a red non-contact jersey today. Linebacker Terrell Bernard limited. Bernard still going through the concussion protocol. Week 10 of the NFL season begins tonight. It's sure to be a ratings bonanza as the Panthers face the Bears. Amherst are home tomorrow night against Utica. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan Rochester. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan. Rochester. His process of going through, you know, getting the game plan. 
you know, it's a short week, so man, you got to really, you know, focus on, yes, this is what I need to improve on from last week, but and if I get in that situation again, I know what to do now. That zombie you just heard is Bears head coach Matt Eberflus on uh, his starting quarterback tonight, Tyson Bajan. You mentioned it in your sports update, Gene. Yes, week 10 gets underway tonight in Chicago. The Bears hosting the Panthers. But watch anyways. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy uh, joining us now. My, my brother in pain when it comes to the Chicago Bears. And Andy, I, look, I mean, I'm trying to get up for it. I'm trying to get excited. I mean, DJ Moore. Adam Thielen, get me excited from a fantasy perspective for tonight's game. I I feel like you guys are lacking a certain a certain excitement, a certain interest level in uh, did, in this particular game. Listen, did you pick football? that up? I don't know. It's better than no football. I agree. Close. Um, yeah, the continuation of the Tyson Bajan era. That's that's pretty fun, huh? Who isn't into that? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could really excite you about this thing, except that you're probably going to see a lot of like, I don't know, sometimes when sometimes when two like bad joyless teams clash, we get like Colts and Broncos on Thursday night last year. But sometimes we get a we get a fun avalanche of turnovers and it's kind of a funny bad game. And I think we might get something like that. I will say Deontay Foreman tonight, a great play. Khalil Herbert, not quite ready to return from IR. Um, and so, and so Foreman is going to get uh, one of the friendliest run defenses in the league on the other side. I don't know. Adam Thielen keeps this, uh, the, the, this, this weird, uh, this weird season going that nobody really saw. Like you could like Adam Thielen, but you couldn't possibly have imagined that he would challenge for like top 10 status at wide receiver. That's kind of fun. Uh, beyond I don't know. I got very little for you. Yeah, well, it, it's also fun too. If I guess you guys don't have to feel conflicted. Hey, I want the Bears to have a good. Okay, then beat Carolina. Right. It helps it's, out too. Yeah. You don't want Carolina winning games, and not yeah, getting that number too, one. I will say it's too like I don't know. It's like early November, and it's just too early to start rooting for losses. So this is a this is a really nice situation where we have their pick anyway, so we can beat them, and it helps us in the you know in the long haul, and helps you feel better in the short term. Yeah. Andy, it's it's not just the uh, Bears and Panthers. I mean, like it's an unattractive schedule from the standpoint of what we'll be watching on national television. There are teams we like that are on the bye. There's a lot of quarterbacks that we don't know anything about that are going to be starting here this week. And but but one guy we're familiar with, but I don't know how this is all going to look. What would be your level of trust if you're in need of a quarterback? If you're in a super flex, something like that. How do you assess the situation in Arizona with Kyler Murray back for the first time this year? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny that you frame it this way because, it, like, going through the, you know, every every Monday, Tuesday, you know, we get our initial ranks up at Yahoo. And I, I don't remember a week when, I mean, we've got Jalen Hurts out, we got Patrick Mahomes out, we got Tua out, right? So that's three top five quarterbacks. It was alarming how how early I started thinking about like oh man maybe Sam Howell's the number eight quarterback this week maybe <laughs> you know, you're looking at like some names that I know are sketchy players who could definitely detonate and not help you right who I'm who I'm cramming into my top ten um, and in that landscape I don't I don't know I'd start Kyler Murray in more than a super flex you know if I. I stashed him a few weeks ago and I was lacking Tua, I was lacking Hurts, I was lacking Mahomes. I mean, at least we know what his ceiling is and it's better than almost anybody else who's uh, who's outside the top 5 at the position this week. Now, I don't 
I don't think Murray's going to come back, you know, running like the vintage version of Kyler Murray off the ACL surgery. Um, but he's got, you know, he's got real weapons. He's got a real weapon in Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride. Um, these are these are good players. We know that at his best, you know, he can he can produce at an elite level. So I'm I'm totally comfortable starting Kyler Murray this week. Again, more than in Superflex, I'd I'd squeeze him into a one QB lineup if uh, if I were in dire straits due to the buys. Andy, real compelling matchup in the AFC North. The Ravens hosting the Browns. We just saw the Ravens absolutely run the ball down Seattle's throat last Sunday. Will that work against the Cleveland Browns? Which which players are you circling and highlighting for this matchup in, in Baltimore? Uh, the two defenses, this is, uh, and that's not even like a joke. These are the two best defenses in the league statistically, right? Baltimore has been ridiculous in terms of, uh, in terms of limiting touchdowns, limiting touchdowns on red zone possessions. They've been incredible. Um, Cleveland has been the best statistical defense all year, right? Number one against the run, just absolutely dominant. So this, I mean, this, I'm going to, I'm going to be comfortable starting Lamar Jackson every week because he has so many paths to, to fantasy value. I'm not very comfortable starting really any Browns in this one. I understand that people have to. I understand that you've got Amari Cooper and you can't take him out of a lineup because you've got a bunch of buys and all that. But like, I don't know. I'm not expecting anything big. If, if this this has a chance to be like one of those really good games that finishes like 13 to 12. <laughs> Maybe that won't happen, right? Because good offense generally beats good defense anyway. But I these two defenses have been outstanding. Each of them has, you know, game wrecking players in their own way. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it from that perspective. We might just get like sort of an old fashioned, you know, di- division rivalry game that actually goes, you know, delivers a really low number and it, and is, and is really fun nonetheless. Andy, who are the Houston Texans? Are they this team that is fun and lovable and you don't think twice and that you, you see all those yards and the points? Record day for C.J. Stroud. Is that the team or is it the team that only put up 13 points just two weeks ago against Carolina? Yeah, I think that I think that game told us a lot about both Stroud and the Tampa Bay defense, right? The Tampa Bay defense was horrid in that game and they've been super vulnerable against the pass all season. So uh, Houston exploited that. But I think, you know, I think you saw kind of a ceiling game from CJ Stroud. It's funny that he like first couple of possessions, you couldn't see it coming. Like he was, he was, it was pretty ordinary. A lot of that was late. Um, a lot of that was finally putting the ball on tank Dell. And once he did like Dell was outstanding. Nico Collins is obviously outstanding. Um, Stroud is, pretty advanced. Like Stroud is clearly more advanced than any other quarterback in this, uh, in this rookie class. I, I don't, I don't think I saw that coming. I, I thought he was going to be good. Um, but I didn't think he was going to be so good that he would be an automatic start in fantasy, but that's exactly what he's become. And he's some of it is like kind of high level stuff too. It's not just a guy who's connecting with a bunch of first reads and his receivers are dominant. He's, he's messing around with defenses a little bit. He's manipulating, you know, safeties. It's been, it's been really fun to watch. It's been, and it was almost immediate too. It didn't take him very long. So I think Stroud is actually super impressive and he's now, I don't know, he's, he's almost guaranteed the pro bowl. Um, he's there's in a season like this, I'm not going to say that he's any kind of favorite or anything like that, but in a season like this, um, where I don't think there is a clear MVP favorite at this point, you go out there and beat the Bengals and put up another big day and you finish the season strong. I don't know. CJ Stroud is going to have some people to, uh, like making an MVP case for him 
again, because there's no, like, we talk about a different MVP leader every week. CJ Stroud has been awesome. Um, and, and I think it is an ascending player that you can comfortably start in almost any matchup now. Andy, on the other side of that field, Cincinnati a little bit banged up after their win against the Bills on Sunday night. T. Higgins not at practice today. Jamar Chase returning. Are you concerned about any of the Bengals receivers? And do you think we might might have to go this week without T. Higgins in our lineups? Yeah, you know, um, initially Jamar Chase was talking about his own injury as if he didn't know when he would be able to come back. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm not feeling great about Chase either, right? Like he's clearly in in a fair amount of pain, and it's back injury, so you never know what direction a back injury is going to go. Um, we have to worry about this, uh, but the good thing here is that Tyler Boyd is a really good pro, multiple thousand yard season. So, like, they definitely have somebody who can step in, step in, fill a role be productive. Um, we just need one of those big guys to go. Um, Burrow, by the way, has looked awesome. Like last three games. Um, absolutely fantastic. All the worries that we had over the calf injury and mobility early in the season are out the window. He's playing great. So I feel like they can cobble that together, certainly against a, a somewhat vulnerable Houston defense, right? Like whether it's, whether it's Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd, or whether we actually get one or both of these uh, alpha receivers back into the mix, I'd still, I'd still feel okay about Burrow, even a, especially because it's such a nightmare week at quarterback. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy is our guest. Uh, Andy, is, you've been covering fantasy football for many, many years. Has there been a head coach uh, when it comes to usage that has been as perplexing as Arthur Smith? And the goal line with Bijan, and I, I, oh, it gets under my skin. Any head coach, it's like, well, blah 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 blah. Fantasy, like I don't know. I would just think a better goal line option rather than your tight end might be the number eight overall pick, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I and I think it, I think it really comes down to Arthur Smith um, wanting to be the star of his own offense, right? He doesn't, he doesn't want any individual player to be the star of his offense. He wants to be the star of his offense, and he wants it to be scheme and design and all that. And I think it is a case where you know we we saw some of his best stuff come out when he was an offensive coordinator, but clearly someone was putting guardrails around him right? Because at the end of the day, they were still feeding the right players in Tennessee. That is not happening now. And like, it's, it's not, it's not even necessarily a fantasy question when, when reporters who cover that team ask that man, you know, why, why his most talented players, the players who cost the most in terms of draft capital are not getting the ball in, in critical areas of the field. That's not like a fantasy question. That's just like, what, what are we doing here? Right? Like, why did we, why did we spend these resources to get these players if they're not even on the field sometimes in the red zone? Um, th- those are totally fair questions too. I will say to Arthur Smith's credit, like there's been a clip going around this week of him giving five minutes to answer a question about like red zone touches and stuff like that. And I thought, I, I thought he answered it in a way that was, if not insightful, I don't think it was particularly insightful, but I do think he was trying to be respectful. And I think he realizes that like a lot of the stuff where he's just super thin skinned and defensive and, and obviously very fragile when questioned about his offense, I think he realizes now that that was not going over very well and he needs to dial that back. Cause it's just not, it's not, it's not helping him. It's not answering the question. And uh, to answer your question, your original question, no, I can't remember a time when a, a team had such obvious, you know, uh, players who should be featured, star players, 
um, who are consistently used as, as decoys or off the field entirely. Like the, I mean, the number of touches that have gone to and Tyler Algier is fine. Johnny Smith is fine. Um, but the number of touches that have gone to them over Bijan Robinson, who you devoted a top 10 overall pick to in the draft in, in this era, um, that's just, that's just wild. It can't happen. Andy, uh, we see the Niners off their bye week. They are road favorites in Jacksonville. We're expecting Debo Samuel, who's back at practice. Trent Williams has missed some time. We, we hope to see him back. Is that, is that all that it's going to take for the Niners to get back on track here against a good Jaguars team at home? Yeah, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a layup and it feels a little, uh, it feels a little disrespectful to Jacksonville, right? Like Jacksonville's in it to get home field in the AFC. That's a really good team that, you know, they were a couple of, I mean, they, they had a couple plays that they could, that receivers could have made in the end zone that would have put them past like Kansas city. Um, they could be in the driver's seat for home field in the AFC right now. I think that's a better team than they are, uh, than, than at least the odds makers uh, consider them to be. Um, I, it should go without saying that, that San Francisco has not looked particularly impressive in recent games. And, it you know, that shouldn't all come down to Debo Samuel and Williams. Um, so I... I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like Jacksonville here, and I kind of think that's going to get. I, at the very least, I think that game is going to be close. You know, I don't know that. I don't know that adding Chase Young to that defensive line, while it's a good, it's a good move, obviously for the for the pick that they gave up, but I don't think it. I don't think it fundamentally changes that much for them. Their defensive front was already pretty fierce. I don't know. San Francisco's given up a lot of points lately. Um, and they've occasionally given up those points to to you know some some questionable quarterbacks. So. I'm. I, I think it's actually one of the most interesting games on the on the slate. It, I can't wait to watch it. I'm. I'm kind of toying with the idea of just zeroing in on that game and not watching any red zone, not watching anything like that, because I think we really learned something about a couple of a uh, couple of contenders. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy, our guest. So for our audience, Andy, like last Sunday was great. When you have the Bills in prime time, you get to watch a lot more football, right? And one yeah. of the games we got to watch was uh, Seattle and Baltimore. My question is about the Baltimore backfield because, yeah, right now it's Edwards getting line share. But you, there was one player like, whoa, that looks different. Keaton Mitchell. Is this somebody you could see getting more of a load as we head toward playoff time in fantasy, or do you expect the Baltimore Raven backfield here to be a status quo? Yeah. So Keaton Mitchell did this exactly in the preseason and generated an awful lot of buzz, like breaking off big plays. He, he was terrific at, uh, at East Carolina, like average seven yards per carry as a collegiate player. Um, he's, He's a bit like he's he's like a tick slower than uh, Devon Achan, but but and I don't mean that in any sort of disrespectful way. Like Achan is probably the fastest player in the league. If it's not Tyree Kill, it's Achan, right? They're 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 both like absolute elite speed. And Mitchell is close. Like Mitchell's like a four three guy, whereas whereas Achan is a four two guy. Um, but Mitchell's very very fast, and it translated immediately to the field in the preseason, and then you saw it obviously last week as well. I, the the one, you know, the uh, unfortunately, I guess the the other thing that is very much like Achan is that he is very small. Um, he, he's like, you know, he's like five eight, one ninety, something like that. Typically, we would not see a player of that size take on a, like a full featured workload. But can he be someone who gets eight to twelve touches a week um, and has a really good chance to pop one of those? Yes, I definitely think he can be that guy. 
And that is the sort of player that we will flex in, in any league with like 12 teams or more. Um, so I think he's fun for fantasy purposes. I don't, I don't know if it really comes out of what Gus Edwards was already doing because Gus Edwards has built up so much like equity and trust with that coaching staff. Um, and has been so good. But I, I do think it's a real threat to Justice Hill if you happen to be starting him. Eddie, I want to make sure we ask you about the Bills and Broncos on Monday night. But before that, uh, the Vikings are an offense that are going to look different, obviously, with Josh Dobbs, and they did with Kirk Cousins. But how different? How much of a drop-off do you think? And you also have a, a pretty significant injury in Cam Akers with his ruptured Achilles. More Alexander Madison moving forward with Josh Dobbs behind center. How do you see the Vikings spreading and distributing their offense here? Yeah, I definitely don't think it's, you know, I don't, I don't think that the Cam Akers injury, Cam Akers was, has just not played extremely well this year. So I don't like, that's not really debilitating to the offense so much. And, you know, they've got, they've got a young player in Ty Chandler who can step in. And if they choose to give him those touches that, that it shouldn't be that different. Right. Like, so I don't, I don't think they're affected by that. The, the Dobbs thing last week, um, I, people, I hope people appreciate what an absolute football miracle that was for somebody to come in, like not knowing necessarily the first names of most of his offensive teammates. Um, He gets in the huddle and Kevin O'Connell has to like tell him what to say and then has to explain what that means before the communication cuts out. And then they got to run it. And Dobbs has got to identify if, you know, if he wants to stick with like, it's just, it's just amazing. And and honestly, you basically have to be an aerospace engineer or whatever he is to to pull that off. Like he's obviously a brilliant, a brilliant guy um, played spectacularly. I don't think he's Kirk cousins, right? Like cousins opened this season with a string of 350 yard games and is just an absolute natural and was playing about the best football of his career. So I don't think he's quite that as a passer. He is fun for fantasy in his own right though, because there's, there's real rushing ability there. And he's obviously, you know, confident enough driving, driving an offense. He was, he was playing at a, at a reasonably high level in Arizona, certainly better than anybody had anticipated. That was another situation where he was kind of, he was kind of airdropped in there very late in the game and he did well. So I'm, I'm in, it's, it's pretty good news. If you, you know, if you've got, if you've been waiting for like Justin Jefferson to come back and you've been starting Jordan Addison, this is about the best case scenario. Like they landed a quarterback who was playing well and under extreme circumstances was playing really well for them last week. So I don't think you could have hoped for much more. Um, it's still bad because it's not Kirk Cousins back there. You know, it's not like Dobbs has put up a bunch of 300 yard games or anything. He is not. Um, but this is a, this is a much better scenario than moving forward with like Nick Mullins or Jaron Hall or whatever we were looking at otherwise. Yeah. Andy, uh, last one for me and it's about the bills and Broncos and to kind of give you the context of what the talk has been this week. Well, it's been about the bills offense and the eye test. It's not passing, but then you look at the analytics and it still tells you, well, this is one of the top offenses in the league and what gives and, I have the opinion that it's, uh, you know, Sean McDermott and his desire for complimentary football. It's like putting this restrictor plate on the offense overall. And I'm just wondering your thoughts here in this particular matchup against a team that, I don't know, at one point this year gave up 70 points in a game. So are we feeling comfortable playing Buffalo Bills coming up on Monday night? Yeah, I'm, I mean, the Denver, you know, it's one thing to say the Denver defense has been playing better, but you can't play much worse than giving up a 70 spot to, <laughs> to an opponent, right? So, like, I don't know. Yeah, they've been a little better, I guess. Um, it, you know, a, a, a serious Super Bowl contender, like a, a team that is expected to make a deep playoff run, 
beats this team comfortably, right? Um, and I, hey, the Chiefs didn't necessarily beat them comfortably uh, a little while ago. So, I, but it has been bad. Um, but the but the Bills are actually a relatively simple offense for fantasy, right? You're starting Diggs, you're always starting Allen. Um, Cook, but like James Cook hasn't been exactly the player that we hoped he would be, but he's been he's been fine. Um, Kincaid has has become interesting. I don't, you know, like I haven't really seen Dalton Kincaid as like the the massive yards after catch guy just yet. But he's been good. He's obviously coming into a great role. Um, Shakir has looked fine. Um, Gabe Davis has continued to his Gabe Davis stuff, right? Where it's touchdown or bust for the most part. So they're they're not that difficult for fantasy purposes. Um, but I, but I hear you, I would like to actually see them put like 38, 35 on an opponent. Um, make it look, make it look relatively easy when they, when they have really outgunned, uh, uh, the team on the other side. I, I hope that happens this week. Like the, the Broncos are just kind of a Broncos have been kind of a joyless, um, unfun watch all year. <laughs> Javante Williams playing really well, but there's not a lot else there. Yeah, I was going to ask you if there's anybody on the Broncos offense that could give the Bills banged up defense some problems on Monday night. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like the Bills, I mean, I I can't teach you guys anything about the Bills defense, but it's obviously, you know, it's, it's taken on a little bit of damage. They're giving up uh, almost five yards per carry, and Javante and, um, you know, that was a guy we were really worried about coming into the year because it was a multi-ligament knee injury, um, tore the ACL, tore all the CLs, basically. Um, and he was able to start the season. He's coming off a game in which he had 30 touches. You know, he's, he's rushed for over 80 yards each of the last couple of weeks. You look at these last three or four games, and he looks, you know, the, the advanced analytics, he looks kind of like the old Javante Williams, right? Like he's piling up missed tackles. He's doing all, all the old Javante things. So if they feed him a ton, um, he, he could be a real problem because he's, I don't know, he's, he's turned in some really good efforts lately. And he looks suspiciously like the vintage version of Javante Williams. The way to start your week in fantasy. May we suggest Fantasy Football Live featuring Andy Barons. Tell everybody a little bit about it. What time you guys go on tonight, Andy? Oh, yeah. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we are on it at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 75 minutes before kickoff. We, we go through all the Thursday night storylines. I know you guys are, you, you guys are geeked up for, for tonight's game. So we go through all the Thursday night storylines. Then we answer all kinds of sit-start questions, uh, mostly about Sunday. Talk about some big matchups there as well. Please, please check us out. Andy, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Enjoy the game tonight. I'm going to enjoy the game tonight, Gene. Yeah. I know you outsiders. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy the game tonight. I'm going to try to enjoy the game. All right, I'm going to hate watch the game tonight. That's what I'm going to do. Andy, appreciate the time. Talk to you again next week. Uh, you know if I were still alive in Survivor, I'd be taking the Bears tonight. <laughs> I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm a little nervous, Andy. Oh yeah, you should. You should. You should switch to the Bears. <laughs> Give yourself a wild ride. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate you, Andy Barrett, Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Oh gosh, they were saying that on Bet MGM last night. Like, oh, did you take Barrett? Well, you know, it's the only chance to take the Bears. I'm like, no. Yeah. I think it was Horvat who. Horvat like said, no, we're not going anywhere near that. Guy. Ryan Horvat. Ryan Horvat. Take the Bears. Uh, love Andy Barron's love me some Andy Barron's love when he comes in here and talks fantasy football with us every Thursday at this time in the sports bar gets you set for week 10. Yes. The NFL slate is less than attractive, but there are a couple of sneaky good games in there. If you, if you look closely that, that Baltimore Cleveland game, I think is real compelling. 
and and we talked about the Niners and the Jags. I think that game is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, as Andy mentioned and you mentioned, it's the NFL. We'll watch. Oh, yeah. We'll enjoy it. For sure. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break and come back. Elena Getzenberg, the ESPN, is going to join us from Orchard Park here in a couple few Offensive players only meeting today. What? 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 What's going? What's going on? We'll get Elena's take on what's uh, what's happening there from practice today. We'll uh, go over the Bills injury report next as well. We have time for your calls if you want to pull up a stool and join us. Five eight five eight six six four F A N eight six six four three two six. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Get ready to start that NFL week off right. You've heard us talking about the Bears and the Panthers. It's Mike Dane for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. All customers right now get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Bears and the Panthers tonight. You're going to get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rate. Sportsbook app. Visit fanduel.com slash Mike, M I K E, so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. Refund issued is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1 877 8 Hope NY. Or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A U D A C Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 